I have had such a week since I've spoken to you last. What happened? What's going on? Um, well, I had the flu. Oh, um, yeah. Jeez. And the sickest I've been since I had pneumonia in high school, probably. Just Jeez. awful. I felt like Ooh. absolute dog shit. Like, God. just didn't, couldn't do anything. Coughing constantly. Yeah, I, the... The last episode we recorded, which I'm coughing on, and like we <laughs> mentioned that I'm sick, like I got yeah. so much worse than that. I mean, you could tell, like in that episode too, like you were just sort of you you were drowning. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not and not then, in a bad way, just in a oh, Katie obviously doesn't feel very well. Bless her heart. Yeah. Well, I felt amazing compared to like the next day after that. Um, yeah, I missed a bunch of work and then I started feeling better on Sunday and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to work on Monday morning and Sunday night, my jaw started to hurt. And the next morning I woke up and my jaw was hurting really bad. And so like, oh, no. you know, I had broke, I told you, like I broke a tooth like yeah. a month, two month, two months ago. Like, you, yeah. all right, listeners, um, if you break <laughs> your tooth, you should get it checked out. But like. So, so like I never got my that wisdom tooth taken out, and the yeah. wisdom tooth had had crashed into the tooth next to it and broken it. Like that's what happened. Oh Jesus Christ! And um, which it didn't hurt or anything, which is why yeah. I never got it looked at. Um, but my jaw started to hurt, and so I talked to my mom and like I googled it and stuff. And apparently, if you have a broken tooth and your jaw starts to hurt, that's really really bad. Oh um, no. Because that means it's infected, and uh, if your tooth gets infected, it can kill you because <gasps> it'll go to your heart. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. So the 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 mouth is the direct pipeline to the heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why didn't we know this for simply irresistible? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's what they say, you know, like the uh, the mouth is the direct pipeline to the heart. And- that old that old saying. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it really can. Yeah, it's really dangerous to have like, um, to have a a broken tooth get infected because it can absolutely kill you. So I had to have emergency dental surgery on Monday and miss work again. And we spent like the whole day there. It was, it was awful. Um, like it didn't hurt that bad in terms but like, so like they numb you and everything, but like, yeah, it's the year 2023 and tooth removal is still like, they stick pliers in your mouth and pull it out. Ah! Like that's, you know, we haven't really progressed any further than that. (laughs) Like you can't, I mean, like I couldn't feel it or anything. And they removed the wisdom tooth too, which was important. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, I've got it actually. That's my tooth. (gasps) I'm so curious yeah. as to why Caitlin wanted that and what what she's gonna do with it or what you're she, gonna do. She, with it. I mean, yeah, that was that was it was the first thing she said. She's like, "Well, they give me the tooth." Um, <laughs> and the dentist was the dentist was like, "Yeah, I guess." What happens to like all the people that don't get their teeth that get pulled? Like, where do they go? Um, to the great teeth graveyard in the sky. The, what happens to the teeth, or what happens to the people? <laughs> no, what happens to the teeth? Like, oh, where yeah, I think they just they dispose of them like biohazard, like waste, you know, like. But where does biohazard waste go? I guess is my question. Um, <laughs> do they burn it? I don't know. I mean, because like, because like, Cause, like I when mean, they remove tumors and stuff, like, I mean, yeah. I guess it like it rots eventually. But like, I, yeah. mean, I guess teeth do, too. I don't know. I mean, teeth last a long time. It lasts a long time. Like, do they? Is they there wouldn't a give me the off? other one, the broken one. They wouldn't give oh. me because it was infected. It was a biohazard. Yeah, so they gave me the wisdom. Oh shit! Teeth. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, uh, that's so that so that made everything worse, and you know yeah. that trauma I think got me like oh, sick God. again. It's just been, it's been a nightmare. Oh, lady, I know, I know. I'm so yeah. sorry. So I've been under a blanket for like a week watching Supernatural, um, and that uh, and that's helped honestly. You know, good, 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 good. What season are you on? Uh, three. Three. That's when things start to get fun. I have to get Charlie through season one because season one, it's they're still figuring out what show that is. Oh, you're still season on season one. one with the rewatch. With yeah, Charlie. yeah. Because we like paused to watch some, like we watched this movie and then we watched a, another Christmas movie. And on Wednesday nights, he has his game nights with his boys. And mm. then last night, I got um he had to because at the end of the month he has like a really heavy workload so like he works a lot so sometimes emma gets to do whatever she wants on the tv at night um <laughs> and um and good, so good for you i guess thank you so i've been start, re- starting rewatching being human and he walked in and he fell in love with being human so now we're uh, gonna have to watch all of being human before we go back this to is the british one or the american one Oh, the British one, of course. Oh, sure, yeah. The British one, yeah, it's great, and and I think I highly recommend if you have the opportunity to rewatch it. I re I haven't I never finished it. I remember I watched it when it was first airing, um, on BBC America, and I a lot of things went over my head. Watch it with a British person; they will uh, mansplain every single joke to you. Sure, yeah, that's part of the problem. Like I listen to there's a podcast that I listen to with a, a that's British and like. I feel like I get about 70% of the cultural references. Yeah. Like, I know England is a small country, but there's like a lot of celebrities that are just so many. people that people know in, in yeah. England that we have never heard of here. Well, because they have their own like reality shows. Like they've got like Towie yeah. and they've got, you know, and then like footballers wives and then just like a bunch of just essentially a bunch of people with really bad spray tans and really sure. white yeah. teeth. Yeah. That's what reality television culture is in the UK. At least that's my takeaway. So they never move past the Jersey Shore thing like, era. Past. Okay, yeah, they're still in that. Yeah. Never ever. And then like Love Island is coming. I, just it's like there's so much, and it's so sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it's yeah. And then there's there's references from we're millennials. There's references from the 90s that he brings up last night in order to get a joke on being human. He forced me to pause the episode and then watch a commercial from like the 2000s and then him explain why it's funny (laughs) sounds like a fun time listeners if you too want a british husband this is what this is what the like the lovely things to look forward to i'm sure you probably thought Notting yes. Hill 2, Hugh Grant explains sitcoms <laughs> Hugh to Julia Grant Roberts. explains British television sh- children's shows of the 90s to Julia Roberts. Because those, that is a whole barrel of, or bucket of worms? Barrel of worms? I don't know. It's it's a lot. It's a barrel of fish and a bucket of worms, maybe. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah. One of our first dates, we did that. Charlie was like making all these references to like children's TV shows. Now he was like explaining these children's shows and some of them are so precious and adorable and some of them are just downright fucking creepy (laughs) like there's there's one that i love called study and sweep where it's this man with this like little like i think it's a bear like finger puppet and just like go google study and sweep 
And then there's Mr. Blobby. Mr. Blobby. Sure, yeah, I know, I know Mr. Blobby. Yeah. Yeah. Because we made you watch the Mr. Blobby Christmas song. Did didn't you? we? At British Christmas. I don't. I don't remember. I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with Mr. Blobby in general, but yeah, yeah, maybe maybe you did, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. So all of that is very relevant to our episode today. Very relevant. Um, hey, by the way, this is Go Get Your Girl. I'm Katie. Oh, yeah. And I'm Emma. This is Go Get Your Girl, the podcast where Emma and Katie are sponsored by Sia. Oh, God. Yeah, right. <laughs> See his unlistenable Christmas album that is, for some reason, like peppered all through this. It is the soundtrack of this movie. Not the (laughs) Um, most cringe thing that happens in this movie, but it is pretty cringe. Yeah. If you guessed it, the movie we're talking about is Happiest Season from 2020. Woo woo. 2021. Oh, 2021? Oh, I think that because like all the fun facts I was reading, they filmed in 2020. Oh, no, no, you're right. 2020. I wrote it down. 2020? Yeah, because they they ended filming in March of 2020, right before everything Ooh, shut down. Yeah. Directed by Clea Duvall, the uh, Ugh, the actor. Yeah. Yes, yes, and slash director. Yeah, from uh, but I'm a cheerleader and many other the faculty. Things. Yeah, and uh, she's all that, and yeah, she's amazing. She's Hollywood Hollywood's lesbian from the from the 90s on, basically. Yeah, this is a movie that I. Uh, have a lot of feelings about. Okay. What's your relationship with the movie? It's very difficult to watch. Um, I mean, I watched it when it came out. Like, I remember, um, I mean, the cast is amazing. I'm a big Mackenzie Davis fan. So Mackenzie Davis, okay. who plays um, the horrible woman at the center of this film. the <laughs> Harper. Com- the, compl- the complete, um, uh, the monster at the, the center of this who ha- deserves no love or forgiveness whatsoever. She, uh, I love her. She was on one of my favorite TV shows, which is called Halt and Catch Fire. She's also on um, the best episode of Black Mirror, uh, San Junipero. Mm-hmm. And she's so on Station Eleven. Um, yep. She's fantastic. I love her very much. Yeah. Uh, Station Eleven. In this movie. Filmed and takes place in Chicago. Yeah. Thought I should just pepper that in. It's a great book too, Station Eleven. Um, yeah. Oh, it's an amazing book. I love the book. This movie. Uh, so should we should we dive into it? Should we? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I watched it. So yeah, I heard she was in it. You know, Kristen Stewart, Clea Duvall. Yeah. Um, you know, Victor Garber and Dan Levy yeah. and um, mm-hmm. Allison Brie and Aubrey Plaza and like you know they were talking about this. It was going to be like this big gay. Christmas rom-com and everybody got excited for it. And I'm pretty yep. sure Caitlin and I watched it the night it came out. And both of us were like, yeah. Oh, like, Oh, see, this is, this is going to be real an interesting episode because Charlie and I also watched it the uh, evening it came out or at least around that same weekend. Yeah. And it is, it is now a part of the Paliza Blunt um christmas canon oh we watch really it every christmas okay. i think that year i watched it maybe four times oh wow okay yeah <laughs> i really enjoyed this movie and i think that it's uh for not it's not the plot <laughs> that i'm obsessed with this movie about or, and i'm i mean not obsessed but like i i think it's it's definitely the jokes yeah it's the writing yeah it's um it's all the little things just in between. It's Aubrey Plaza and Dan Levy. I love Kristen Stewart. I'm obsessed with Kristen Stewart. I think she's one of the most brilliant actors of all time. 
uh say what you will about twilight but like she uh, she read the books she got the assignment <laughs> there wasn't anything there uh <laughs> but i think that she's absolutely absolutely brilliant so yeah we watch this every year i think that there's a lot of things in this movie that do work i think the central plot and relationship is a m- huge problem um oh yeah and uh, it makes it very difficult. But yeah, I totally... Mary Holland is hilarious oh, in this so movie. Good. I love her so much. Um, I like so a lot bad. of the a lot of the jokes. You know, Mary Steenburgen and Victor mm-hmm. Garber have a lot of really great moments. I think a lot of it is really cute. And I think that the the plot, like the 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 central issue between them is is extremely problematic and hard to root for. But a lot of the yeah. a lot of the rest of it works really well. Like I said, like I think it's yeah. funny. There's a lot of stuff that makes yeah. me laugh out loud. Um, oh yeah! And despite everything, it still kind of sells the ending. Um, yeah. Even though there's some really really heinous shit that happens, which we'll get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And speaking of, did you want to do the recap? Sure, I can do the recap. Yeah. Okay. Cool. This movie is about this gay couple, Harper and Abby who live in Pittsburgh and we get kind of this little montage of them meeting and dating and moving in together over the opening credits, which is perfect. That works great. It's so cute. And Abby doesn't like Christmas and Harper loves Christmas and she Harper's played by Mackenzie Davis and Abby is played by Kristen Stewart, which is nice because they have the same height dynamic as me and Caitlin, which I love. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mackenzie Davis (gasps) is 5'11". Yeah. So you're Mackenzie Davis in this situation. Correct, yes, except I'm not evil like she is. <laughs> well, you're Mackenzie Davis, not Harper, obviously. Correct, correct, I mean, yes. Um, And it should be noted that the reason that Abby does not like Christmas is because her parents died at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And that becomes a huge plot point, the fact that she's orphaned. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> this, is, this is Harper's orphan friend, Abby. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, the plan is that Harper's going to go home for Christmas and Abby's going to stay in Pittsburgh alone. Uh, but she doesn't like Christmas, so she's okay with that. But then in a fit of romantic fervor, Mackenzie Davis is like, come home with me. And then in the car ride to her parents' house, like they're almost there. Yeah. Mackenzie they're like, Davis it's is like, in hours. Hey, I got to tell you something. Remember when I told you I came out to my parents this summer and they took it really well? And Kristen Stewart was like, yeah. She's like, okay, so I lied about that and I never came out to them. And now we're going to go there and you have to pretend to be my roommate. And also you can't pretend to be gay. So not only am I going to be in the closet, but I'm going to force you to be in the closet for this whole week with my horrible family. All right. The thing that's so funny is that I see a lot of my family dynamics in that family. Oh, and I, I mean, I, I don't know if you do this, but um, out of the three sisters, Harper, Abby and Jane, which one would you be? <laughs> I know who I am. Oh, um, I think, you know, I, I mean, I, I am one of three sisters. Um, none of us are, are actually like them. I mean, I guess as the queer one, I would have to be Harper. Um, <laughs> but I, you're not a terrible person. I'm not. I don't think so, at least. Yeah. Are you saying you're Jane? I'm Jane. How did you guess? <laughs> Caitlin is also Jane yeah, in her family. Yes. 
It was the line at the end where she was just like, I just wanted to be a part of this. And then she tackles them. Yes. Co-screenwriter Mary Holland, by the way, plays Jane. Yes. 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 Yes, she's absolutely brilliant in this. I think she is one of my favorite regions. And also, um, the mom, what's her name? Oh my god, Mary she's Steenbergen. got the weirdest name. Yeah, but the the character has like the weirdest Tipper. name. It's like Puppet. Tipper. That's it. Puppet. <laughs> Tipper. Tipper. Um, she reminds me so much of my mom. Like so much of my mom. Really? Is Tipper. Yeah. Oh, well, she for ends sure. up being a, a a good person at the end. She's just um yeah. stressed. Yes, she's just stressed. Yeah. She's throwing a big Christmas Eve party that they throw every year. Um, Harper's dad's running for mayor. You know, things are happening. She's got strangers coming to stay in her house. Yeah, it's a whole thing. And like that, that's the re- that is the reason that she gives. She says that, you know, my dad's running for mayor and it just didn't seem like the right time to throw this on them. But like what you understand is that, you know, her parents have always treated her and her siblings for you know, for, for what they can give to them, you know, they are, yeah. these, these children are very much, uh, props to, to them yeah. and their like idealized version of what their family is that they present to, to other people. And Harper yeah. is, you know, the favorite. She's the one that her dad respects. Uh, she's a writer. Uh, she writes yep. for a magazine. <laughs> Yes, of course As she does. All rom-com protagonists rom-com. Do. I think that she writes for a newspaper, <laughs> maybe. Anyway. Yeah, I think I think it's like the Pittsburgh Pitcher, the Pittsburgh Globe, or the Pittsburgh it's something. The, it's I don't Pittsburgh know. Pitt, I believe. That's the name of the newspaper. <laughs> Pittsburgh Pitt. Yeah. Uh, my apologies to anyone from Pittsburgh. I'm sure it's a lovely city. <laughs> the, I, have a, I have a friend who lives in Pittsburgh, and she loves it, actually. So, you know. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this was all filmed in Pittsburgh, which I always respect a movie that sets its scene in a different location and then actually like makes the effort to go some films there. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to see another Toronto, aka Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Or or especially Los Angeles, you know, filling in for oh, anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. yes, so that is the reason that she gives, but the real reason is that she is afraid to come out to her parents, which understandable because she is worried that she will like you know lose her relationship and not to mention lose lose her her standing in her parents eyes if she uh if she comes out as gay to them which is something that happens to a lot of queer people you know um it's that's a very serious topic but she had no right to force Kristen stewart into this no um and she basically is tortured for this week as one horrible thing after another happens to poor Kristen Stewart uh, because of this lie that Mackenzie Davis is completely unwilling to, uh, to do. And that's not even the worst thing that Mackenzie Davis does. Yeah. So we go, we go there, she meets the family. You've got Alison Brie as the older sister who has the perfect family. She's married to this man. They sell gift baskets to goop. Or some nonsense. They have <laughs> yep. these two uh, horrible little children um, who yep. are depressed. I think they, is the joke. Yep. Yeah. That they said that the Santa Claus is bringing them the complete works of Sylvia Plath. They're like six, I think. By the way. 
Yeah. My favorite line is when you first meet the twins and the and Tipper comes in and she goes, well, don't you want to take the twins to go see Santa? This could be their last time to go see Santa. And then the twins immediately jump in and they're like, why is Santa dying? Did Santa die? And she goes, no. She goes, are we dying? <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. There's again, like there's good, like little moments and character stuff in it. Um, yeah. So you meet them, you meet the younger sister, Jane, who is bizarre the best um oh i, I thought she was the middle child i always oh, no, 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 you're right the, she, she is, is the middle child yeah yeah she's got heavy middle child energy yeah, yeah, as a right. fellow middle child she has heavy middle child so energy. harper's the youngest then i guess yeah i think that harper's the youngest yeah which like makes sense in the dynamic she's between the favorite. her yeah, and, yeah 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 because yeah. the book at the end is called the second and the the dark the shadow keepers and the second sister or something. So yeah, yeah. she is the middle child. Yeah. So yes. And uh, <laughs> Jane is, is bizarre uh, and yeah. is very much like kind of does her own thing. And her parents, their parents do not care for Jane at all. Nope. They treat her terribly. They treat, they treat they, her goddamn terribly. They treat, um, they treat uh, Alison Brie terribly too. Alison Brie is constantly like, oh, yeah. can I help? And Victor Garber's like, no, I'll help. Harper will help. You go over there. <laughs> like her family is the only thing that's, yeah. that's relevant to, to them. Like her, her children yeah. and her husband are what gives her um, cachet in Victor Garber and Mary Steenburgen's like image of this family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, sucks. They yeah. are bad people. Um, yeah. And then, you know, so yeah, Kristen Stewart is pretending to be the roommate and is living and <laughs> living in the, in the basement. Oh, and James they, uh, we also meet Jake McDorman who plays Connor, mm-hmm. the ex boy, Harper's ex-boyfriend from high school, who the family obviously wanted her to be with because he's, mm-hmm. you know, perfect for, you know, their image and everything. Yeah. Um, we also meet her secret ex-girlfriend played by Aubrey Plaza named Riley. Yeah. And what she Riley. did to Riley is in high Absolutely school. Absolutely unforgivable. In high school, one yeah. of um like they were dating secretly and uh this letter that she wrote like got found by one of her friends and she said that Riley she said she claimed that that she wasn't dating her, that Riley was gay and that Riley was like obsessed with her and like stalking her and like le- ruin this yeah. girl's life basically yeah like everybody stopped talking to her because if you think about like the timeline they're millennials too so they were in high school in the early 2000s when that was still when people were still using gay as an insult Mackenzie davis uh making a lot of bad choices uh in this she movie. has a history of this too like that, that whole like story of her sort of outing riley is uh, a pattern of bad behavior that she obviously hasn't worked through up until yeah. her adulthood. Yeah, because she's afraid of her parents and she's afraid of being seen as as lesser. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's kind of the problem with uh with that. She <laughs> she continually um, you know, ignores Abby and sidelines Abby and Ugh. makes Abby feel Yes. Like shit throughout it. Yeah. You know, there's a certain point. I mean, partially and partially because, like, you know, Aubrey Plaza looks amazing in her oh little suit jackets. Like, yeah. Definitely start wanting K- Kristen Stewart to end up with Riley uh, partway through this movie, which is a problem for a rom com. You 
you shouldn't want the characters to cheat on the other. No, but uh, Aubrey Plaza actually purposefully made that as a character choice. She thought of it as she was like, it was a competition. I in every single scene, I just really wanted Kirsten Stewart. I wanted everyone to be rooting for me and Kirsten Stewart to get together, which I think is absolutely lovely and amazing and adds so many layers to that character and adds so many layers to the scene. But also, it, I think it would have been a better rom-com had they ended up together because they obviously had way more chemistry. They were connected on so many more levels. Um, the scene in the um in the gay bar is just so lovely and yeah, so cute. Yeah. And um and yeah, I just I think that they they are better suited as a couple. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, that's that is what you want. Um, yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, it's a shame. Um, because that is not what happens. Instead, what happens is there's this big party at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. and Alison Brie's character outs Harper in front of everyone. And then Harper again, like says that she's lying, like in front of Kristen Stewart. Oh my God. God, Heartbreaking. It is extremely heartbreaking. And Kristen Stewart walks out and, and, you know, finally, Mackenzie Davis is like, you know, yes, it's true. I am a lesbian. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, yes. And has this speech and, and Kristen Stewart still leaves her. Um, yeah. Which I think right choice. Go yeah. get with Riley. Go find Abby Palazzo. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But then, go then she goes to the, Paul. she goes to the truck stop and they get back together and I guess it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but I will say the that scene between Dan Levy and Kristen Stewart, I think that's one yeah. of the reasons that I really, really love this movie. I think that that's a really brilliantly um, written monologue that Dan Levy gives to Kristen Stewart, which is about like how um, everybody's coming out story is different and um, you should, I, I know that this like really sucks and it's like really awful and like what Harper's doing is awful, but like you have to understand that this isn't about you. Um, and I think that also a masterclass in honest acting that scene, I think that they both play it so brilliantly and just like, it's done like with, they're just walking and talking Yeah, and I just think it's so moving just the two of them there. Like, can I just have the whole movie be Dan Levy and Kristen Stewart, please? Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really beautiful. And like, he's, he's very funny in, in the, in the movie up to that point as the best friend on the phone who was killing these fish (laughs) yes and um and he comes in yeah and he comes in with this and it's not quite the go get your girl speech but it is like this she's been so horrible this whole movie and it is it almost almost makes you understand um i don't think it 100 percent works because i'm still so mad at her yeah well, because everything she does is just like like the scene where she goes to the um <laughs> the straightest straight bar of all time, Fratties. Fratties. <laughs> yes. And Kristen Stewart goes and meets her there, and she's with all of her friends, including her ex boyfriend Connor, including her ex boyfriend. And then she's like, um, Kristen Stewart's like, I think I'm gonna go home. I'm tired. And Mackenzie Davis is just like, Is it cool if I stay out for a little bit? And Kristen Stewart's like, Yeah, totally. And then she she's like, Text me when you get home. And so Kristen Stewart does, and and then Mackenzie Davis just ghosts her for the rest of the night, and then stays out with her ex boyfriend talking until like two o'clock in the morning. And Kristen Stewart is rightfully upset the next morning and being like, "Why did you not like check in with me? Yeah. I was worried about you." And she was like, "Why are you so obsessed with me?" It's just like, girl, 
Yeah, she's really Girl. like she's going back into that like high school like hiding yourself kind of thing. She's yeah. like, you know, she is afraid to to show that uh that she cares about this woman even in private because she's gotten yeah. so back into that like high school kind of um defense mode that she that she must have been in then. Which is yeah. which leads us to another thing, which is like these actors are in their 30s. I, are they playing younger? Are we supposed to think? I don't know. I think that they're supposed to be in their 30s. Yeah, it just seems like, like there's a lot of like high school talk and there's a lot of it doesn't seem yeah. like it's been 10 years since they've been out of high school. You know, um, it does beg the question of when you go back home and you stay in your childhood bedroom or you stay at your parents house, like, does there any any part of you? revert back into that sort of angsty teen like do you that i think it's a common thing for people when they go back home when they live away um to sort of revert back to some some aspect of their teenageness yeah i totally get that i mean you're the you've been at your parents house for months how's it going for you <laughs> i'm trying to be better yeah well you're not staying in I'm your trying old bedroom to be better. right yeah, it helps the fact that this isn't my childhood bedroom, right, right, my yeah. childhood. Yeah, I think that if it was still the house in Houston, it probably would have been a little different because you have I have all these like memories. I mean, I still get PTSD from opening the garage early in the morning um, because I used to sneak out of the house a lot and I would like open the garage door and then like wait two minutes to see if anybody stirred and got up and then I would like leave because i standardize patients so sometimes I, I have to get up at like and leave the house before six and nobody's up and so i open the garage and i still get sort of that nervous jitters of like oh no somebody's gonna wake up mm -hmm. oh no wait i'm just i'm going to work i'm not sneaking out to go make out with a boy <laughs> well i mean sometimes what your work could involve making out with a boy i mean you are an actor that's very true I am an actor. I could I could be leaving sneak but I'm not sneaking out of the house. That's true. Um yes. I am I am an adult. It is one of the there is one of those things though where like sometimes as an adult like you you're doing something that you were so used to doing that like as a as a child that it's hard yeah. for you to, to to change your brain that you're allowed to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. it's bonkers and i am i've experienced that like tenfold living in my parents, house, my parents house for sure yeah yeah living 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 with my parents um <laughs> uh anyways oh charlie's corner charlie's corner oh yeah charlie's corner because charlie's corner i'll come up with a song for it um so the one of the few notes that i have because charlie enjoys us he had a lot of things to say I didn't write any of them down because they were stupid. Sure. <laughs> sorry, Charlie. Um, I did. Sorry, Charlie. Does Charlie but listen he... to this show, by the way? Uh, he does. And in fact, he texted me right before we started recording. It was like, what is the Charlie's Corner on Happiest Season going to be? And I was like, you'll just have to tune in and find out. And he went, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Happiest Season Charlie's Corner is that Emma calls you stupid, apparently. <laughs> that's what it is you're welcome charles um so he charlie doesn't believe that must be santa the song that the um two fabulous drag queens in the oh, gay sure, bar yeah. uh, um that they sing he doesn't believe that that's an actual christmas song oh yeah of course it is yeah it is Who's it's totally a beard that's long and white 
Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Carly. Absolutely. It is a song. Get with it. Good King Winsless Loss or whatever bullshit British yeah. Christmas songs. I don't know. They have a lot. There's a lot of British Christmas songs and because they just they really love Christmas and there's a lot that we just don't know. Uh, some of them are good, some of them are bad, Christmas some of them are very annoying. different in uh, in the UK, you know. It's uh, Oh, it's 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 Christmas on steroids. Yeah. That's what Christmas in the UK is. It, it is Christmas on steroids because they don't have Thanksgiving, they don't have they don't really do Halloween. Oh yeah, so um, when does when does the Christmas season officially start in in England because there's no Thanksgiving for that? Um, we get well, like, you know, Black Friday have, is like yeah. hard in on the Christmas season. Boom. Yeah. Christmas. Their Christmas season starts uh, really December 1st. Okay. Yeah, that's that's when Charlie, yeah, he, when we first got married, he was like, you cannot put up any Christmas decorations until <laughs> December 1st. Uh, <laughs> and, Your impression um, of Charlie over the course of this podcast has deteriorated so much. <laughs> Like you, you sound like a Victorian child with his mouth full of mothballs right now. Have like, you met my husband? Yes! He is a Victorian child with a mouthful of mothballs. <laughs> he is not, listeners. That is not what he sounds like. He's a Victorian child. Um, he's very tall, man. Yes, he's a very tall child, man. No, he has I love nothing him. in I his mouth him. most of the time. Nope. No mouthballs. No mouthballs, mouthballs. Um he he also uh makes us keep up our Christmas decorations until the twelfth day of Christmas. Oh yes, we have this conversation, is, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's after Christmas. Epiphany, yeah. 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 So that's a thing. And um yeah, it's like it's basically Christmas is on steroids in the UK. They really, really love because it's like their one holiday. Because like they also are like pretty into Easter, but like Christmas is that you wonder why they're every single British television show has a Christmas special. Why there's like a million British Christmas songs. Um, why love actually is so beloved yeah. amongst the nation. Um, it is. It is because they don't have anything. So they're like, let me just have this. I suppose they can have that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me just have it. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so that was Charlie's Corner. Wait, what? Did, yeah, that was Charlie's was Corner. No, no quotes from Charlie. Caitlin has a corner, actually, in this one. Um, <gasps> Caitlin said, Caitlin's Corner. Every moment of this plot fills me with rage. Uh, that's Caitlin's Corner. <laughs> She didn't watch. She didn't watch all of it. Um, she was she was Aww, doing stuff, but she Caitlin. watched. I mean, she's seen it several times. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, she hates this movie. As <laughs> as as do most gay people that I know. Honestly, like really? I I was actually I yeah. went by I went by the plant store where she works earlier, and um, I was like, okay, I gotta I gotta run home. I gotta record this episode. And they were like, oh, good luck. <laughs> Like I hate that movie, all the all the the, I mean, the the gay men who 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 work at that store, and you know I get it. Like it is as as a as a queer person, it's very difficult for something that like you know we don't get a lot of rom coms. Um, yeah. So it's difficult that every every rom com has to be about 
coming out has to be about trauma has yeah. to be about like, um, you know, the going, having, having a horrible time <laughs> and then why can't it just be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there's, you know, every, every straight rom-com there is about some kind of, um, misunderstanding and every queer rom-com has got to be about coming out or, or trauma. Yeah. So trauma. Yeah. I will say, and I think that we will definitely do this on the podcast, probably next Christmas or in future Christmases, should this last more than a year, um, <laughs> which hopefully it will. And, um, is it, it's single all the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one with Michael Yuri. Yeah. Um, totally. And I think, I think they do a really great job of it not being about trauma. It being like, he's already out. His family's really into it. Um, they keep making the reference of like, just because we're friends and we're both gay doesn't mean we're going to get together, but here they do end up together. Um, yeah, totally. I, I agree. And, that's, that, yeah. that's a, it's a better example of the plot, but like the movie is, it's not, you know, it's not like, it's also not an instant classic, you know, like we, we still don't yeah. have something that is, you know, like if if the writing and the acting in this movie had it had just a little bit, you know, was was moved over to a plot of something like that. Or if, you know, yeah. in this movie, they had just made the central like relationship dynamic and, and plot a little bit different, but had everything yeah. else in terms of like the jokes and the, and the characters and the actors, especially that would, would be pretty much like the perfect queer rom-com. But it's yeah, unfortunately kind of infuriating to watch yeah i mean what does that say about your movie if the lgbtqia plus community is not a fan yeah yeah i mean and i'm sure some people are and you know there are i mean i have seen i have seen it several times i've watched it more than once you know without (laughs) having without being forced to for a podcast so um you know you say you don't like this movie katie there's parts of it that i do like and like don't get me yeah. started on fucking Kristen Stewart in this movie. So the white sweater uh, in this movie is Kristen Stewart's haircut. Uh, like you love it so much. Oh my God. Of course. Yeah. I was going to say, please tell me that you love it because yeah, I'm obsessed white with sweater. it. Also, oh, I was going to say Riley's the right white sweater. Oh, Riley's a good white sweater too. But I don't Riley know. Riley is Kristen, just like the best. Kristen Stewart is so hot in this movie, especially she's at the so party hot. where she's wearing she's wearing that like <gasps> yes! white shirt. Should see. Oh. I feel like I feel like it's a it's like a really narrow tie that's not yeah. tied yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just hanging down on both sides and the suit jacket and her her blonde hair that's pinned up on one side and hanging. She's uh, but so like pinned sexy. up really cool. Yeah. Oh the, my god, it's pins. so yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. At, even at one point, oh, I guess this could have been in Charlie's corner, but at one point, Charlie goes, "I really like her hairpins." <laughs> Aw, Charlie. Right. Good job, Charlie. Um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also want to point out that the costume designer. I it's also a testament of where we were fashion wise pre COVID, at twenty nineteen twenty twenty. But she was digging dresses with cutouts. Like boy, oh boy, just so many dresses with cutouts. Every single dress that is worn in this movie has some sort of illusion cutout situation lace thing. Even Tipper wears one. Her red dress at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the cutouts. They didn't give her the proper bra for that, though. Uh, you can see her bra. 
why oh, not give Tipper that. the right yeah. bra? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think yeah. that, um, yeah, and Mackenzie Davis is wearing that green long-sleeved uh, mm-hmm. dress, and it is, um, yep. it's not very flattering uh, for, not. for her. And it's got this, she looks like, like a 12-year-old. it's got, yeah, yeah, it looks like a child's dress, because it's got this, like, I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's intentional, you know, maybe it's, it's supposed to, it's, maybe. she's supposed to, to, because, like, she's wearing it for her parents, it's supposed to look, like, infantilizing yeah. or something. I don't know, but it's, it was distracting, it was. It's got this like like satin like section around the middle that looks yeah. like a like a cummerbund or something. It's bad. She looks like it looks like an American Girl doll dress. Yeah, and like, it's got it a brass like zipper all the way down the back. Yeah, that was really big in 2019. Was like yeah. the really noticeable like oh, there's like four dresses in that scene that have the really noticeable brass zippers. Yeah, or at least like throughout the movie. Um, <laughs> Charlie also pointed out that dress and said that's a really lovely dress. Oh. Uh, all of my notes are Harper is a terrible girlfriend. Harper yes. is five days is a long time. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's like, it's only five days. Five days is a long ass time. Have you ever been on vacation that you hate for five days? No. It's hell. It is hell. Yeah, I can imagine. It is not fun. I've never been on a, well, I mean, like I've, I've spent, I, 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 I've spent a, a, an intolerable amount of time with, uh, with family for five days. So I guess you could call it a vacation. Yeah. 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 It is not fun. Like of all things, and it's supposed to be, and also like around the Christmas season where everyone's like forcing joy and like trying to force these like, you know, um, events and things to happen. Oh my God. Can we also talk about the shoplifting scene? Oh God. It's so, it's so hard to watch. It's so hard to watch. That was the one thing besides, you know, the central characters relationship, um, that was the one thing that I was just like, this is, this did not need to be in this movie. Well, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, the, it's, it's very classic comedy kind of construction where you keep having to put the protagonist in a lot of pain. And like a lot of that has turned into embarrassment. And I think like yeah. the, the example of that is meet the parents where, oh, you yeah. know, it's the same kind of thing where it's Ben Stiller meeting his like, fiance maybe even his fiance's parents for the first time and it's like robert de niro or Mm -hmm. whatever and it's just constantly being humiliated over and over and over again in that movie and it's so hard to watch now and that's what the that's what the mall scene reminds me of where she goes to the mall with allison brie and the kids and the kids who are evil um (laughs) steal something from a a necklace from a store and put it in her purse and then she gets in trouble for it and then like all of her family thinks that that she's a thief now like mary steenburgen is like my brooch is missing so like my christmas brooch yeah i mean like i want not a big deal but it it magically appears or something oh my god i would I would have gone home yeah. so much earlier, so much earlier. Right? I would have just like charged <sighs> that Uber just like, or like even asked Dan Levy to come pick you up like so soon. He's yeah. not doing anything. Yeah. Well, he's certainly he doing? not. He's certainly not taking care of the, the pets that he's supposed to be doing. No, exactly. Well, he took care of the dog and the cat, just not the fish. Forgot about the fish, which is the whole kind. We don't know. We don't know the dog and cat aren't dead. <laughs> That's true. There's cut scenes where Dan Lovey's in different Just pet stores. Killed all the animals. <laughs> trying to get matching animals. A, fi- a fish right. is the 
A fish is the 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 most sentient an animal can be that I don't care if it dies in an in a movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. I I, I mean, especially because what fish lifespan, especially fish that you get from a, from a fish store. Yeah, <laughs> from a pet yeah, store, a fish their store. lifespan you know, is like just what? Down to the from fish a store. fish store. But like, if a rabbit or a bird or something had yeah. died, I would have been I would have been more yeah. horrified. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I would have been very, very upset. (laughs) I watched something recently that was a movie where someone, there was like a parrot involved. I can't remember what movie it was. Um, But like there was like a parrot, somebody died and they like inherit the parrot. And for a while you think the parrot, the joke is going to be that the parrot gets murdered. Luckily, that's not the case. But um, but I was so stressed while watching this movie, thinking, oh, yeah. well, not this movie, but like that movie. Well, <laughs> that, a parrot that, is interesting parrot because die. a parrot, unlike many animals, can be an asshole. <laughs> you know, like because parrots can talk, I, they can talk because they can talk. A parrot <laughs> can be an asshole, in which case you can lose sympathy for the animal. That's my that's my <laughs> read on that. The parrot doesn't know what it's saying. Well, the parrot is literally parroting. In the movie, you can believe that the parrot is racist, you know? In which case, it deserves to die. It deserves to die. If if the parrot is an asshole. So it's like fish, animals that can die, and Katie is unfazed. Fish and parrots that are assholes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, end of list. I think so. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, well, I mean, bugs. Obviously, I don't give a shit about bugs. You oh yeah, bug. who cares about bugs? Yeah. Bugs are gross. I, I, I mean, love, I, I love all living creatures, four legs and lower. That's my, yeah. that's my rubric. Yeah. 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 Um. Also, uh. So yeah, we were watching this movie. I watched it on Hulu because that's the only way you can watch it. And yeah. um, there was a commercial in the middle of the movie, which thanks Hulu. Oh. The commercial was for Chick Fil A. <laughs> of all. Fucking She's things. like the second most homophobic thing to happen watching this movie after, you know, Mackenzie Davis. I was, was going to say, what's the first Mackenzie Mackenzie Davis? Davis's whole fucking deal, which like, I still love you, Mackenzie Davis. I know it's not your fault, but. Yeah. It's tough. To I mean, watch. like not even her, not even her. I love you. And I'm sorry. Speech was good. I wrote a note of like, not even her speech was good. She just came back and she was just like, forgive me. And Kristen Stewart's like, okay. <laughs> she is very beautiful and very tall um which it i guess not good and she's super whiny the entire like, time she is it's very annoying yeah um you feel so vindicated when kirsten stewart has that really badass moment at the christmas party and she walks up to mackenzie davis and she goes hey harper it's over i'm done and then she walks out and i'm just like yes girl mm-hmm. yeah. get it and then you get so disappointed because they get back to yeah Oh. I agree. I agree. It is. Uh, it doesn't quite sell the romance. Um, this is a rare instance of a rom com, which I think uh, does really well on the comedy for the most part, and doesn't sell the romance. Yep. No, um, doesn't sell the romance. Which is, uh, which is a shame to be the the first queer rom com that we uh, yeah. that we do on this show. Um, we'll do more though. <laughs> what a disappointment! Yeah. <laughs> um here's here's a question if uh so they they get engaged at the end of the movie and you 
how long do you think that that marriage will last before they get divorced? Well, I don't know. I mean, her only her only flaw is that she can't come out. So I guess once she's done that, mm-hmm. she's fine, right? We don't yeah, really unless- know a lot about her character other than is afraid to come out. Like, she's yeah. a writer of some kind. What does she write about? No one knows. Politics? She likes Christmas? Politics? She... Yeah, she writes politics, which is why Victor Garber is just like, my daughter's the best. Her dad doesn't seem to have good politics, just based on no. kind of everything. And based on um, what's her name from SNL, the um, the investor. Yeah. Anna Gastar. Anna Gastar. Anna Gastar's yeah. character. Yeah, Anna Gastar's character at the end is like, if Riley... Or not really. If Harper can keep a don't ask, don't tell policy, we can make my money work for you. Yeah. And luckily, Victor Garber's like, nah, thanks. I, I think I think that I need to like put my kids first in in this situation. Yeah, which good but, for him. Yeah, both he and Mary yeah. Steenburgen have like little um, moments at the end where they, um, it, it, it you you don't hate them quite as much. Um, they have little redeeming yeah. moments at the end, um, which is yeah. Uh, you know, not enough, uh, but it is, no. I mean, it's something that was written into it. Yeah. It's a disappointing movie. I think overall, I don't think like, I don't hate it. Um, I think they're like, Mary Holland is so funny. Like the whole so bit good. with her, like her, her painting is, is so sad. Um, oh, like a heartbreaking. She spends a hundred hours painting this beautiful painting of like downtown of their little town and yeah. fucking, Harper smashes it over her sister's head. Like she doesn't give like, a Like, why would you do that? Like, there's so many other things you could use as a weapon. Why would you yeah. use the painting? Yeah. Um, I the the end sequence is just as cute as the first sequence, I think. The end sequence is well the opening sequence is a bunch of like Christmassy Hallmarky um illustrations of Harper and Abby's relationship beginning. Uh, the end sequence is basically Tipper's Instagram feed yeah. after the movie ends. Yeah. And all of the hashtags are such mom hashtags that it was like in gay aged. Yeah. Like what emphasis on the gay. Yeah. And um just she like has a throwaway line about how she's always wanted to try karate. Yeah. And that's included in the Instagram. And then Clea Clea Duvall has a, a little cameo in one of the Instagrams. I don't know if you saw. She's in the Pride, uh, the Pride Parade one. Oh yeah, and yeah. she's quote unquote Riley's girlfriend, yeah, um, yeah. or friend, um, yeah, yeah. So you know <laughs> they tried. Um, season, they tried. That was happiest season. Watch it if you dare. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, we got a Chick Fil A commercial. Um, the fact that they can't, they don't clock Kristen Stewart as a lesbian is hilarious. I mean, Dan, Dan Levy even goes, have they even, have they ever met a lesbian? Yeah, apparently not. Not in Whitesburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Um, also Dan Levy as her ex-boyfriend when he comes in and, oh God, they're just like, are you the ex-boyfriend? It's just like, I have He's like, yes, I am her heterosexual ex-boyfriend. Yes. And then to Connor, he goes, so, so you, you, you lift, you lift how much, how much you lift. And then it's just, oh my God, Dan Levy is so fucking funny. Yeah. I love that man. I want him to be in every single movie ever from now until the end of time. That's a lot of movies. That would probably be too many movies. movies. Yeah. That's too many. I I might get burned down on Dan Levy. That was an exaggeration. Uh, 
Um, let's see. Do I have anything else to say? What else? Oh, I did say, yeah, I mean, we did talk about this. As soon as Harper says that she didn't tell her parents, Kristen Stewart should have gotten out of the car and gone home. Yep. And a movie. Yep. End of movie. And, you know, they wouldn't have to break up or anything, but, like, Mackenzie Davis could, you know, come out to her family and nobody would have mm-hmm. to live through that week of trauma or, you yeah. know, like, everything yeah. would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing that is, uh, oh, this is a little fun fact. Um, and one last thing to say about the movie is Clea Duvall um, said that a lot of the situations that were put in this movie were personal experiences of hers um when she was you know coming out and dating she like she put them these in the movie so that sort of makes me cringe even more knowing that these a lot of those situations have happened to a real person yeah but i mean also the other thing like you have to think about is like that was probably when she was in her early 20s and in the early 2000s yes yeah and having that be people who are in their 30s in the 2020s is just it's honestly it's just harder to watch you know it's harder to swallow um you know not that you know people can come come out at any age obviously but like the framing of this and the way that it's portrayed makes it uh makes it more difficult to to accept because of that yeah Yeah. totally totally so that's happiest season woo woo for our Christmas Day release. Oh, yeah. Christmas what a Merry Day. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Emma. Merry Christmas, Katie. It's December 1st. Um, <laughs> uh, what would you like to do next week? <laughs> well, next week, I believe we are going back in time to an episode that we recorded oh, yes. months ago. <laughs> because we yep. came, we came yep. in and we did all of these Christmas movies later um because we wanted to do a bunch of christmas movies for december so now we are out of the christmas season and on new year's eve i believe yep on no on new year's day right no new year's eve okay so on new year's eve uh we it will be um failure to launch yeah and please please ignore any comments we make i think we have a whole bit about matthew perry uh in there oh, which no. is obviously before Living he passed away not aged well yeah well yeah. that's the problem with recording things in advance yeah oh boy failure to launch bad that movie was a journey yeah yeah bad movie Spoiler worse than this bad movie. movie but yeah yeah but boy was it a fun podcast to record yeah <laughs> And uh, and then yeah, we'll have like four more episodes we've already recorded after that. Throughout the month yeah. of January, so- <laughs> you'll be getting flashbacks to October and November of twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, I hope that you enjoy discovering things with us as we discover how this podcast goes before we started getting a little bit more formulaic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, remembering the white sweater. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Shall we do some outro? Thank you for listening to Go Get Your Girl. If you like us, tell your friends. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps out a lot, and we would really appreciate it. Thanks to Andrew Milliken and Nick Svoboda for our theme music and Elena Henderson for our artwork. You can follow us on Instagram at gogetyourgirlpod or email us at gogetyourgirlpod at gmail. You can follow me on social media at emilympizza. And me at Katie of the Lake. Until next time, I love this. 
and I love love. Aww. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Good night. <laughs>